This podcast is proudly sponsored by Surf Prep Sanding. Their family-owned and operated company specializing in sanders, abrasives, and dust extractors. I've been using Surf Prep for now for years and have come to know the amazing people behind their brand. I love their 6-inch random orbital sander and the 3x4 sander the best, and they have helped me level up my sanding to get a great finish for my projects. Use code MAKERLOUNGE, all one word, at surfprepsanding.com for 10% off your order. Now let's get to today's episode. Huge thanks to Surf Prep for sponsoring this episode. Use code MAKERLOUNGE for 10% off, and that gives me the warm fuzzies when you use that code. If you also want to be part of the Maker Lounge podcast community, head over to patreon.com slash Maker Lounge podcast and sign up for as little as $3 a month. Hey guys, welcome to the lounge. I'm Matt with Volton Woodworking and your host of the Maker Lounge podcast, where changing intros is important as emptying your dust collector. <laughs> I'm going to take a string at this intro. This guy was once a clean shaven corporate woodworker and now gets most of his work done with no strings attached. After a long fret party, he oils up the body and posts pictures of the G-string on social media. <laughs> He's on a mission to get his hours in chasing perfection and making awesome guitars. His name is Ty, and his business is Shock the Fox. <laughs> wow, that was, uh, that, I mean, we could just wrap it up right now, my friend. <laughs> You know, I, I try to I try to get like a, a good cat recap of of who you are, um, wow. and so hopefully I hopefully I got it all in there. I, I'm not sure I, about I the fret I, parties. I, I think I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I I question using the word g-string uh, in the intro, uh, but I mean there is a g-string, so there it, is. It's 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 fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I chuckled on this on that one uh, a little bit too much, and I was like, "Is this too risque? Like for my intros?" <laughs> it kind of fits my personality a little bit. How you doing? I'm well. How about yourself? Good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's it's awesome to get to see you in person. Uh, well, as much as in person as this is. <laughs> I mean, most people out there only like see my hands that's all they really well, ever see i rarely show my face in just about anything i do so yeah. yeah well and that was a nice little surprise when i went to your youtube channel it's like oh he does have like a face it's there not is just a, hands. there's there's actually a person behind all this yeah. madness yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like oh i wonder how old, how old this guy is is he you know is he in his 20s 30s 60s <laughs> I'll tell you, this guy's fifty-two years old. Fifty-two years young. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's it's old now. When when you when your kids make the noises you make when you get up off the couch, when they get off the couch to make fun of you, that's when you know you're definitely yeah. old. <laughs> sound like sound like a snap, crackle, pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get out of. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's right. They, that's what they do now, jerks. <laughs> yeah, my uh, I remember my dad getting out of bed, and I'm like, God, he, I, you could just hear him coming. Like, I'm like, what's wrong process. with him? It's a yeah. it's a process. And you probably I, said the same thing. I will never be like that. I, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all invincible up to yeah. a point, and then you're not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gravity takes over. Yes, it does. <laughs> Uh, so I said in the intro, you used to be a, a corporate, you used to do a corporate job. 
Yeah. And, and, uh, so tell me a little bit about that. Uh, so I, I was in sales for lots of years. Um, mm. and it, it was on the pharma side. So pharma sales. Okay. And actually, this is a good tie-in, so I'll, I'll get back to the question in a second. I think the sales job, even though like I grew up, my dad did some woodworking, we built things, we built fences and whatnot, right? But mm-hmm. uh, the sales job is what really pushed me into it, meaning like there's in sales, there's never a start and an end. It's right. either you're trying to get somebody to do something for the first time, you're trying to get them to do it more often. Right. <laughs> so Always there's never closing. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> never an end to it. So I I remember like when I had this this I had this little townhouse with a with a backyard smaller than my garage. Mm. And I used to spend so much time cutting that grass, making it look perfect with my little cub cadet that I think I finally got rid of like 2 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and I would sit there and look at it as proud as a peacock, just thinking like that is the most awesome grass ever. And I was like, "That's what I'm missing." Like, there's nothing ever done in my life. So I actually yeah. started getting tools and and started getting into woodworking. And so that that led me to, uh, I guess, where I am today. But nonetheless, back to your original question. Uh, yeah, I was in sales for years and. It's weird when when you're in sales, typically, you know, the the corporate folk think that if you're good at sales, then you're probably good at leading salespeople. And if you're mm. good at leading salespeople, then you're probably good at doing something in the home office. And if mm-hmm. you're good at that, then we're going to, this guy's not just good in the home office, he's good in the home office and he was good at sales. So <laughs> I... I I ended up, my, my last job is I was in charge of learning and development for a, a pharma company, and mm. which was kind of cool because it wasn't just teaching salespeople. Like I had all the different books of business were responsible for, you know, people coming to the company. And I was kind of like the, the face of what they got to see, which is really scary now that I think about it, <laughs> like this, this mug. Uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I did it for years and it finally got to a point where my wife and I, uh, you know, we, we both were having good careers and I realized it's what five years ago now, maybe almost six years ago, I realized that I had never, like, I didn't see my kids. I mean, if, if you think about like when they're, you know, my kids are now 13 and and 15 at, at that point. Like they would go to bed at eight thirty. So when mm-hmm. I got home from work at seven thirty, I'd see them for a half an hour. They go start getting their baths and whatnot, and then I, I would leave hours before they woke up in the morning. And then I'd right. see them on the weekends. So I said, and we were lucky enough that I could say, "All right, that's it. I'm done," and mm. walked away. Walked away and was very thrilled to do so. To be perfectly yeah. honest, I don't. I don't know if my wife was so thrilled because i think we talked about it but then i think i kind of shocked her when the day finally came <laughs> is that where shock the fox came from <laughs> oh no yeah no that's a that's another story no one knows the real story behind that one nobody Ooh, are we gonna save yeah. that one for the after show or are we gonna get to oh, it oh yeah i mean we could we could probably save that for the after show that'll keep people hanging on right yeah maybe a, <laughs> yeah. maybe a little teaser uh so the, to be clear, the, the fox is not, you, you weren't shocking your wife. No, <laughs> was, no, no, I, I yeah. was not. Uh, 
the let me say it this way i've told at least three or four different variants of where it comes from mm-hmm. and nobody knows the true story nobody <laughs> nobody does i don't even know this is what's great. I don't even know if in the after show I'll tell the true story yet. This might be another variant. You never know. <laughs> you, you, you tell that to all the podcast hosts. <laughs> you never know. I could be lying again. I mean, right. I mean, I am a sales guy first and foremost back That's in the old right. days. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you've told it so many different ways. You don't know which one is true. Yeah. No, they're all true now. Yeah. When, when, when you hear them back to you. That hey, this is where he got the name. That it's become true. It's right. no longer a fabrication. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you you make guitars uh, primarily yeah. for for, I, for your business. I do. I do now. Yeah, that's yeah. That's all I do now. When I when I, it's funny when I first you know came home, I knew I wasn't just going to be sitting around when the kids were at school. Right. Uh, I reached out locally we were living in columbus ohio at the time and uh i think i reached out it just maybe advertised some stuff locally like local facebook groups and whatnot Mm -hmm. uh i wasn't even really doing anything on instagram at that point and i i met a couple of uh like interior designers and stuff and i was doing a lot of custom buildings and and that kind of like a lot of cabinetry right uh a lot of the I don't even know what the heck they're called. Those things when you come in the mud room where you throw your shoes and the hooks and the Oh yeah, every, hall trees. Every, yeah, you got. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I was doing those it seemed nonstop, but Yeah. It it's funny like that was and I'm sure anyone that does any type of cabinetry building could probably say the same thing. Everyone wants like IKEA prices for oh, that yeah. for that stuff. And Yeah. I I just it wasn't worth it to me because one I was getting older. Uh <laughs> moving those big cabinets around in a one man shop yeah it wasn't fun. Like I at the end of days I was exhausted but it wasn't a good exhausted. You know what right. I mean? Like I felt like I was doing cool work and I really loved doing it. Yeah. I mean I, I was just spent the best day was when it was out of the shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. when you actually had a shop again. Yeah. You're like, then, wow, I got my shop back today. <laughs> but then next thing you know, you're loading in 10 sheets of, of maple, three quarter inch maple ply and right. your back hurts again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I, I, I'm a, I understand that hundred percent. Cause that's how yeah. I started. I started off in, in doing cabinetry. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, in doing it back then in a two car garage, that's it's impossible to. Yeah. I would send stuff off to the finisher and then he'd be finishing stuff and then I would be working on the next project. So I really never had my shop back. <laughs> yeah. It's very frustrating. So I, I did that for a while and, and I had built a guitar year, years ago a, yeah. as a, I guess, as a test. I always saw it as. All right, what what I think the first time I did one I'm like, all right, what can I do that can test me as a as a woodworker? I, I don't mm-hmm. even call I don't call myself guitar builders or people makers of stringed instruments are called luthiers. Mm-hmm. I don't ever call myself that. Like I'm a right. I'm a woodworker that that makes guitars and be, yeah. and, and I, I think it's because 
like I, I didn't go to school for this. I didn't apprentice with anyone. But then again, I didn't do that for any of the woodworking stuff I've done. So I don't know. I just never wanted to be considered that. Uh, but that test of not just building something out of wood, which I think most woodworkers could do, but it actually has to do something the right way, like yeah. in a very precise manner. Right. And, or, you know, tonally and construction wise and notes have to be in the right place. I was like, man, if, <laughs> it's if kind I, of if important. I, yeah. If I could pull this off, like this is a good test of my ability. And I think once I did that one, I was like, it always was there. And once I got sick of doing build-ins and I think it was one customer that actually never wanted to do another build-in for the rest of my life kind of customer. Oh yeah. Uh, when I had to bring the sander into their house and sand everything again oh, after God. it was done. And I'm like, Ugh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I just started building guitars and it's funny. Like when I, when I really dove in, I did this interesting, I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was fun and cool and different. Uh, I had just got onto Instagram at that time and I reached out to, I think it was maybe seven or eight random people on Instagram that I followed and I really dug what they were doing. And, and it wasn't just woodworkers. Like one guy was building custom motorcycle parts. Hmm. Uh, a, another guy was making fishing nets and like just random people that I thought were doing really cool, inspirational stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said, just, I, I literally, and you know what this is like, because I think we still get messages or I get messages like this quite often. And I always remember this feeling this way. I was like, I'm not trying to be weird, you know, but <laughs> if you, if you do actually read this and you respond, just know right. that I'm, I'm actually trying to do something nice here and I don't want anything in return. Yeah. I would, I would make, I made, I think it was five, six, seven. I don't know, seven to 10 guitar bodies, just the bodies of guitars that I knew that they could buy a, a neck for these guitars. I knew that they could buy the pickups. I knew that if they had the body and they bought like an aftermarket neck and the rest of the parts, they could finish building these guitar bodies. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, this would be, I was just trying to think of it. I'm like, man, I, if I was one of those, that'd be cool. Some dude says, hey, I want to. I want to send you a free guitar body. Yeah, dude, that's right. Cool. I don't play guitar. I don't make guitars, but that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And I, I did it. And like one of the people was Michael from Calavera who does shop aprons for crying right. out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, he still has it hanging up at his place. Uh, that's cool. it, it was just a, a cool way for me. And I, in the note that I wrote them, I'm like, I challenge you to finish it a yeah. and just to try something. Cause I was digging it so much. I wanted someone else to, to try to dig it a little bit too, you know? Right. So after I was done doing that, like my Instagram started to, to grow. Cause I didn't look at these people as influencers. I hate the term, but, or yeah. content creators. I just saw them as people that I looked up to that was, they were building cool stuff. Right. Uh, but I think with them reposting some of these things that ended up uh, starting to grow my business. But yeah, right. kind of crazy. 
Way better than sticker swap. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that. I've never, ever, not once, had stickers made. I don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) I can't can't do it. Yeah. I I have guitar picks. I'll give someone a guitar pick, but I don't have any. That's cool. And I don't have any guitar. Like stickers hanging up on anything in my shop. I, yeah. I've never done it. <laughs> yeah, I I did it when I was an Instagram teen. You know, like when I when Ooh. I had first started it. And um, looking back on it now, I'm like, why did I ever do that? Because now I can see it. <laughs> you know, you get the questions or that somebody just follows you and then they're like, sticker swap. You know, love your stuff. I'm like, you literally just followed me today. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> been following you for a long time like you'd know that we get notifications right like when you start following me (laughs) it's right there i I see you yeah (laughs) like oh thanks but i actually have a i have an auto response now when it says sticker swap it's basically like uh, i have a keyboard shortcut in my phone that i it basically says hey look i don't do sticker swaps you know appreciate you know you reaching out but uh, i send it out with orders so you know yeah. If, if you want a sticker, you know, consider checking out the website and here's the website yeah. <laughs> name. Yeah. But, like I'll give someone a guitar pick if they buy a guitar. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, great. I, I paid thousands of dollars for this guitar pick and I got a free guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So the, your your first guitar was a was an electric? Yeah. Thing? That's all okay. I do. I, I've made yeah. I've made uh, one hollow body, like electric guitar. Yeah. Uh, actually, for the great guitar build off last year, that when I won that one in the in the professional category, that was a hollow body guitar, but uh, a hollow body electric. But I I have all the stuff to make a, a, an acoustic guitar. I just I yeah. don't. It, it's funny. Like when I, I first was considering it, I I quickly realized that like all the tooling has to be changed. Like it, like it's just such a different process and you need such different tools for that. Right. I was like, it's going to take me a while to get to that point where I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, but I just haven't pulled the trigger. Like I even have wood over in my wood library uh, to make I like that. A, an acoustic <laughs> guitar. Uh, but I just, I'm waiting. I, I don't know what I'm waiting for, but I'm waiting. We'll I'm going to start calling my my wood pile uh, a wood library. It, yeah, if it's organized, it's a wood library. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and if it's not organized, <laughs> well, that's it's 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 that's just your lumber. <laughs> wood hoarder. Yeah. That's that's a that's the firewood potentially. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was having my garage door uh motor replaced uh today. And I was telling the guy, I was like, yeah, I need to move, you know, I mean, I had stacks of lumber in different places. I was like, yeah, I need to, I'm just going to probably call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. He's like, for the wood? I was like, are you crazy? Not for the wood. (laughs) (laughs) No. For for the other stuff. For 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 these bicycles that are in the way. Yeah. (laughs) The the, the bicycles and that treadmill that has been holding up a bunch of stuff for, yeah. yeah, I would have loved to have seen my face when he said, for the wood? I'm like. Are you dumb? <laughs> yeah, you were you were actually like you were physically disturbed and mad at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a nice guy, but uh, yeah, I got funny. one of those. I got one of those side mounted uh, jack. Um, what are they like? Jack screw like garage door openers, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I have a ton of overhead space because I don't have that stupid garage like that 
channel yeah. that comes right down the middle of the garage. Yeah. So I'm yeah. kind of jealous now. I it, it's like yeah now I want that. It it's awesome. It's and I awesome. just it's had quiet. one replaced probably like I don't know three months ago. Dang it! Too late. Yes. <laughs> Gonna have to break it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that you couldn't install lumber racks on a garage door. I mean, sorry, That's honey, so I, I must have broke the. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, great. Yeah, uh, so lots of upgrades coming to the shop. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. Y you were talking to me kind of before we started about uh, your shop situation. You're in a, yeah. a four-car. Uh, once you kind of go into that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so when we – this is funny. So real estate is weird. I think we can all agree to that. Mm -hmm. uh, so for whatever reason, like in the, the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio, where we lived – previously i don't know what it was when these builders built these houses but they built so many garages onto <laughs> the house we were living in and it wasn't that big of a house it was like a, a three-car garage like a, a double and a single and they had a detached two-car garage oh wow it was actually like a two and a half and hmm. i was like this is perfect like right. I got shop space and my wife always knows like when we're looking for houses, I need something to, to do what I do. Right. Uh, my wife's a runner. She goes out running. She doesn't need anything. The house doesn't accommodate her. Sounds like she her. could run around the shop. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I needed, a, I need a garage. But when we moved here outside of, you know, in the suburbs of Chicago, garages aren't common. And, mm. So we finally found a house that we could afford. And luckily, we, we'd always look at the garages. And if they didn't have the, enough garage space, we'd say like, okay, can we build a shop for you? And, you know, does it have the property? Does it have, which none of them do. Right. Uh, does it have the, does the HOA allow that big building in the backyard? <laughs> Absolutely, they don't. Right. Uh, so we were lucky to, to to find a place that had two two-car garages. So I just walled one off as far away from the house as possible and threw up a mini split. And now I'm far enough away where if they listen quietly. They can probably hear the, the air compressor come on. But yeah. other than that, I, I'm in... You know, I'm 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 in another world, but I'm right. still connected, which is nice. Which that's nice because then it, it when you go to work, you're really going to work. Mm -hmm. You're not having, you know. It... My commute is very easy. My my <laughs> my co I don't have to put my coffee in like a a Yeti mug or anything. I can yeah. go into a coffee cup, and I can make it to the to to my work of my place of work. My coffee's still steaming hot every day. Right. <laughs> And, and you can go take a nap at, at lunch if you want to. Well, allegedly, I'm taking yeah. naps. I, oh. I don't. I, I don't. Uh, my wife, Amy, I'm sure she knows that I enjoy a nice nap during the day once in yeah. a while, we'll say. But, uh, right. yeah, sure, I could take a nap. Maybe that sandwich was a little, little hearty, and maybe I needed to sleep it off. You never know. Yeah, you got you, you, Making guitars cannot be an easy task. I'm sure it, it requires a lot of mental capacity. So you need to sleep that off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm glad you're saying this. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, feel free to share the episode with her. 
<laughs> now say a bunch of nice things real quick. I, yeah, no, yeah. You're lovely, yeah. honey. You're lovely. My wonderful wife. <laughs> Thank you for letting me do this out here. Yeah. <laughs> so living the dream, making guitars. Uh, yeah. How many, how many guitars do you typically make in like a, a year's time frame? Does no, it vary? A, it, it, it does vary. But what's interesting is I normally have my year planned out uh the the year near the end of the year like so like october november december i know what my next year is going to look like now hmm. i only open my my books once a year i announce it on instagram i say hey i'm opening my books and depending on what i already know that i have to do based on other things uh i might say i'm going to take on five commission builds i'm going to take on seven whatever the case may be mm -hmm. Th this year was a little different i uh I got invited to do a, a guitar show here in Chicago and I've gone to these things where you go in and you see a bunch of these other guitar builders and, and they're selling guitars. And oftentimes they have teams of people working. It, me, it is, you know, right. it's, You're the it's team. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, there is only an M E in team. There's no I, it's just me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, didn't ever think that I was like, oh man, I'd love to do it, but someone invited me and I was pretty stoked to to be invited. So I was like, okay, I have a couple of guitars that I could bring, but they're customer guitars. What if I add three more guitars onto the, the list that was already full right. and try to get, and, and of course, if I'm going to bring them to a guitar show, I don't want to build crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's kind and of I don't. Like, I don't want them to just be simple. I, I want them to be a good representation of what I can do. So I've been working a lot more than I typically do, which is, is cool, but I, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling those old school corporate deadline Ooh, like yeah. things creeping in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where normally it's like, I tell people the reason I only open my books once a year is because there, some of these, some of these other guitar builders will say, Right now, I'm scheduling in 2025. I'm, I'm scheduling in 2026. So if wow. you want to buy a guitar, uh, that's when it'll be ready. Man, life is too short. I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing in 2025. I don't right. know what I, I definitely don't know what I'm doing in 2026. I don't know what I'm doing next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, for me, like, and if I was someone, I try to think, like, as the, the, cons the consumer, the person that's buying this thing, Man, that would suck to put down fifty percent, like a lot of these people charge. Right. To say, all right, I just put all this money out, and I gotta wait until twenty twenty five before you even start building the darn thing. Right. Yeah. Especially that's in like, the Amazon culture, where you you pay and you get it in two days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. So that's where I think some of the 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 bespoke word comes into, like when I I you know I have that as part of my slogan, if you will. Yeah, is it's it's made for a person like an individual. It's not I don't run a production shop. I make individualized bespoke instruments for people that how do I describe it? it it's I was talking to someone else about this. My one of my kids and I were in Alaska last weekend and I was talking to a, a, a fisherman, believe it or not. Mm. And and we were just talking about this, you know, the process of, of what I do and how I do it. You know, and here's a guy that goes out every day and catches salmon. I mean, that that's his, yeah. his life. And I'm like, well, no, I, I don't 
do that. Like what I do and your your job is is incredibly cool and important and I'm glad that I got to spend a few hours hanging out with you trying to catch salmon for crying out loud. But a lot of people that came with us on this trip, a lot of people wanted to go fishing just because they hadn't. Like my my thing is I'm in a niche of a niche of a niche. Right. Like that's what I do. Like people that play guitar, that's a niche. Right. People that like to play guitar and like to buy uh, a, a, a high-end instrument. I, I, I felt weird saying that, which is yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Uh, that's another niche. Then there's this group of people that not only want a high-end instrument, they want one that no one else in the world is ever going to have. It's theirs, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're going to probably put it in their casket with them. They're never going to, like, I normally <laughs> tell people that buy my guitars, if you ever want to sell this thing, call me, and I'll pay you what you bought it for. Like, yeah. that, it's because they mean it a lot. They mean a lot to me, too. Like, you spend so right. much time with these darn things. Like, I, I also tell people, whenever someone buys one of my guitars, I'm like, just so you know, if you play this thing every day, you still won't have touched every single square millimeter of this thing as many times as I have. Yeah. You, you never will <laughs> the rest wow. of your life. That's something and, to think about. Yeah. Like, and, and that I, that's how much I, I don't know, I put into it. You know what I mean? And that's why I want to buy them back. I'm like, they're like my kids. When I see them go, I'm kind of <laughs> sad. You know, yeah. you don't want to well, part it's going to end up with some, you know, 14-year-old getting into the junior high band or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and then like, they're going to give it to Goodwill. And... and and if someone bought my guitar for some 14-year-old kid that, that fell in love with it and beat the hell out of it, that'd be awesome. I, yeah. I think that would be so incredibly cool. I'm guessing but that's not ever, your clientele. <laughs> but if they ever want to get rid of it, just give me a call. I'll, I'll buy it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's tell me cool. about the the design uh, process. Like somebody somebody contacts you, and yeah. like your general customer, like the majority yeah. of your customers, are they saying, "Hey, Ty, you you know me, or here's here's the styles that I like. You do what you do what you think works for me," or do they say, "I want this exact thing." Yeah, so if someone says they want this exact thing, I typically tell them I'm probably not your guy. Mm. I'll, I'll typically tell them you need to go buy that thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the it, number it, that your local guitar center. <laughs> yeah, they, I I saw one of those for sale on Reverb.com like not long ago. Go buy it because yeah, I'm not gonna make that for you. Like if someone says I want a uh, and I'll use, I want a Fender Telecaster in this color with this and this. I'll say, uh, I, not, that's buy, not for me. Buy like, it, yeah. Yeah, go, go buy that guitar. Like, I have right now four designs, four body styles, and they can pick whichever one they want. It's funny, like, even on my website, I, I put in there not just what I can do. I put in there what I don't want to do. <laughs> like <laughs> that's good. If they, like if they say I, I want it to be sprayed with a nitrocellulose finish, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not doing that. Like right. I don't like to do that. If you want that, go buy one that has that. Yeah. Uh, I I like it the way that I do it. So like, I guess that's why it's that niche of a niche of a niche. Like people finding me is probably just as tough as me finding those people. 
<laughs> does does that make that sense? Makes makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's we have to be synced up. And right. I've said no plenty of times. Like yeah. I probably say no 90% of the time. Mm. It, a lot of people will say, "Hey, do you have any someone actually asked me today, do you have any any guitars uh like stock guitars that you're willing to part with?" No. Like mm-hmm. everything that I have has a person's face and name to it. You, right. you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's very You're an speci- artist. It's very specific to that person. It everything was picked specifically for them for that build, and I I can't just say, "Hey, here's one that'll be perfect for you." No, yeah, no, no I can't. Do I have that. this and, and it, old flying V back here. The, flat yeah. black or whatever right like <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't i and i don't want to do that it's funny like i've i've considered because i think it would be cool for for areas that i i i think could make some of my stuff better so here's a, a good i don't use the cnc machine at all like i mm-hmm. i don't use that now a lot of builders do and i have and i love their work like right. I, I would buy some of these guitars uh but there's something for me like if i was to have one it would i would use it to do like crazy cool inlays and stuff mm-hmm. that and i wouldn't even do it because it would it wouldn't be it wouldn't be because it would save me time it would probably help me in my precision that would probably be what that would be but i wouldn't use it to cut out a guitar body i wouldn't use it to to do a shape or a contour on a guitar body i wouldn't right. use it to shape the back of a neck I would do it just to make intricate details that, man, my my glasses and those crazy spectacles that I put over my glasses that make look makes me look like a neurosurgeon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it it would it would help that process. I would feel more comfortable in that process if that yeah. makes sense. Right. But but yeah, like to me, it's it's about I I like that slow, meticulous methodical process of building these darn things and like i guess my so i don't know if this is the right time to say it or not like my goal my it's a weird goal it's kind of it's kind of weird all right my goal is to get to a point where i don't even have to sell the darn things yeah now that would be awesome like right if if i could and i don't know how to do this if i could somehow monetize like what I do, you know, whether it be, I'll use the stupid words, like through endorsements or sponsors or whatever. If I could get enough of that where I could just break even every single year, mm-hmm. if, if that was all it was, I would pick out probably four or five of these guitar players that I just loved as a kid. You know what I mean? Or, right. or looked up to or... I think they do really cool stuff. Man, if I just could say, instead of even having the conversation with them, say, I'm going to build what I think they would think is really, really cool. Right. And I'm just going to surprise them with it and give it to them and hopefully knock their socks off and see what that validation feels like. That That's would awesome. be awesome. That would yeah. be really, really cool. And that would uh, be taking it back to your roots of when you started all this and, and yeah. making making a bunch and, and getting it out to people. Yeah, like I, I would love, love to be able to do that just because it would, you know, I mean, I, I have to pay for this 
wood library. You know, right. I got to pay for the stuff that goes on the guitar. Pickups aren't free. You know, right. The tuning machines aren't free. If I could get that stuff paid for, man, that would be awesome. That would yeah. just, I, I would, I would have a lot of, I don't have any bad days right now, but I would have a lot more exceptional days if that yeah. was the case. <laughs> Do you design your own, um, like styles or is yeah. there like most people are like, I want a Telecaster style or whatever. Yeah. So when I, when I first did it, like when I first sent out those guitars to those folks, uh, I, I was just doing Telecaster bodies. And the, and the reason I did that and the reason I, I picked that particular instrument is if you looked up you know, in a dictionary, electric guitar, you'd probably see a Stratocaster or a Telecaster or a Gibson Les Paul. Those are the mm -hmm. three that you'd see. If there was a picture saying electric guitar, that's what you'd probably see. Right. And the Telecaster is such a simple, simple design. I started making them. I'm like, all right, how can I take this simple design and put a really cool piece of bird's eye maple on top? How can mm. I take this and and do the contours different than what Leo Fender said was the right way all those years ago. How can I tweak this so that it's still a Telecaster and yet it's my iteration of a Telecaster. Right. And I did that now. It, like I got to a point where if someone wants Telecaster, the answer is no. So I, I have a guitar that one of my videos on Instagram somewhere, it's kind of funny. Like I, I did the outline of a Telecaster body and then I just sat there and said, how would I make this my own version of that? Yeah. And I actually subtracted more because I colored in the areas that I added and I, and I colored in the areas that I subtracted in a different color. And I was like, huh. I actually took away more than what I added, but it's a completely different guitar. That's you know cool. what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, all right, this is my version now of, of a Telecaster. And I'm like, all right, what if I, so if you think about not to get geeked out on guitar stuff, but a Telecaster has like that big horn at the top. And then it's yep. got the, the one little hole, like it's got like the big loop and then one horn on one side and a, and a, Stratocaster has the two horns, right? Right. So I was like, huh, now I wonder if I could take this exact same shape, subtract more, and turn it into a, a, a Stratocaster, like my version or iteration of a, a Stratocaster type guitar. And I did that. Hmm. Uh, and, and I also, like, I have a, a like my version of a Les Paul and my version of a double horned Les Paul, like a Les Paul Jr. Like, so I have like my four shapes that I love. I, right. I they're mine. Like if someone looks at one of these, are like, oh yeah, it's funny. Like a lot of people will say that is a such and such guitar. And I literally, cause I'm not a, a student of the game so yeah. much. Like I have to look up, what's this crazy name of this guitar, this person? And I do my quick search. I'm like, oh yeah, it actually does kind of look like that. I mean, it's a guitar. How many different versions right. of the same darn thing? I'm like, yeah, no, it absolutely <laughs> does look like that. But I didn't know that person existed, which is really kind of funny. Yeah. So, yeah, like I get a lot of my inspiration for that stuff. Like my buddy's a, a, a knife maker. Like mm. I, like the way that the, 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 the lines flow on a knife. The my, Another buddy, I, I said, like makes motorcycle parts and stuff like the way the lines flow on a motorcycle, he's done done custom builds on motorcycles. I'm like, I, right. I use that stuff for more of a, 
inspiration than I do looking through guitars to be inspired. Does does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. that, that speaks to your artistic um, nature for, for yeah. that kind of thing. It probably well, does. Yeah. If you did something where you licensed out like manufacturing of, of like one particular style to be yeah. made by like a CNC manufacturer, yeah. would that water down your brand? Is that something that you wouldn't do? Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, another guy I know that I follow, he actually has one of his styles made and then they come to him and then he does all the finishing touches on them. It's actually really a cool, it's a cool style. It's a cool process. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Like I would, I don't know if I, watered down is, I would feel like I'm cheating somebody. I, mm-hmm. I don't like, I would feel like all those, uh, how do I say it? All those individual millimeters won't be have touched as many times as I would like. Right. Is that like, it's not oh, mine. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I w- it would feel weird. <laughs> I, I guess it's like, like a photographer who takes a, you know, a picture that they really love and then they get prints made of it. Yeah. So there, there's one original and then there's, there's a bunch of prints that are, yeah. or, or, or I guess not a photographer, but like, like an, like an artist, a painter. Yeah. There's one original, there's a bunch of prints. Yep. Absolutely. So does that water down the original work? It's I, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm just thinking about it. You know, who's the, Who's who's the guy? Uh, oh, Sam Maloof made like the the great walnut chairs, and, right. and you see his joinery, whatever. I've seen other chairs that look like a Sam Maloof chair, yeah. But I know that that's not a Sam Maloof right. chair. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I don't know. Maybe I just want to be Sam Maloof. I don't know. Just, <laughs> only making a handful of these chairs that actually right. have strings on them <laughs> and make noise, lots of noise, right? Yeah. <laughs> plucking plucking chairs. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, my, my chair makes noise when I go to a Mexican restaurant, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I think most chairs I sit in make noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked earlier, they make noise when you're getting up. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, that's... It's not just that, it's me making that noise. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so what makes a quality guitar? What's What's the difference between... Like what uh, you're doing, besides the touching, uh, you know, and getting in every nook and cranny to sand it down. And... I don't, I don't know that answer. Uh, I, I know what the person. I, I know what I do, and I never say that anyone that builds these things that their way is wrong. Because yeah. I mean, if it if it makes noise, it makes noise. Uh, I got into a conversation with someone recently who actually worked at Gibson and I was sharing with this person. I'm like, it's like the whole conversation should have started off with not to be a jerk, but, it, it, <laughs> but I, I, I tried to explain him like I, I, while I like the Gibson designs, I just think just like I like the, the, the Fender designs, I just think there's a lot of steps that they take in the process that uh how do i say this that it's a an easier way to do it it's 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 either it saves on lumber it saves on construction time it it saves it saves in many many ways whereas i look at it from a and i'm not an engineer by any means but i look at it 
from like a building furniture. Like I look at it from like a mortise and tenon or a dovetail perspective, a hand cut dovetail, as opposed to just jamming the Craig jig in there and, and putting the two pieces together. Yeah. To me, to me, it's the Craig jig joint will work great. And I've used it millions of times myself, not on a guitar. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to just take those routes of saying, this way is easier. I can get it done quicker if I do it this way. So I'll give you an example and maybe it'll make sense. Maybe it won't. So you'll see a guitar and there's nothing wrong with a guitar that has a, a, a bolt on neck. Literally mm-hmm. it's, you put the neck in a pocket and you put four screws in the back and it holds the neck on. I build my necks into the guitar. And when I say into it, it literally is running about three quarters of the way into the guitar. Hmm. And then I put the top onto that, fit it around the neck so that it's sandwiching that thing. So that not only is that neck cut like a big dovetail, but the top is now on, on the top and there's a bottom on, on. it's complicated. And the people that if I play one of my guitars, I'm like, yeah, it sounds good. But I've sold my guitars to people that, our guitar players and they're like every time i pick up one of your guitars i can feel every little slight pluck of a string way down here at the bridge i can feel it all the way up here at the end where my other hand is right and they you know there's the fancy terms of you know is it good tone wood is it good resonance all this crap that right the, the people talk about uh i think it's just the construction i try to to do it differently than than most. So it, it, I blame that. So I think that's the, the intricacies of what I do versus what other people do. So that yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as you, I, I played guitar for many years, I haven't played very much lately. Um, so I, I can f- see what you're saying. Um, as far as being able to feel it, like when you're playing an electric guitar, there's not a ton. I mean, there's not a ton of, movement in the base of the guitar in the yeah. in the body of it yeah so i when you said that i'm like oh i can see how that would make sense with it it's just connecting. It, it rings different it it like even like the little subtle things where most guitars most i'm going to use the air quotes right uh most guitars will like they'll when they put the frets in the neck they'll just jam the fret in there and then they slice it off the side with a file and then they make it comfortable so it doesn't cut your fingertips right right well i go through a process where i i bind the the fretboard which isn't uncommon but i do like these crazy little semi-hemispherical ends on on each fret and i do it by hand to fit the fretboard perfect before i even put the frets in so that when i put my frets in like you feel like this and you don't feel anything like it's like a pillow Mm. And some people do that. Like when you look at the really high end custom guitars, they do that. But I just do it every time because I feel like it's the right way to do it. I don't know. I'm not saying the other way's wrong. I just, I try not to cut any corners. I'll right. say it that way. Yeah. <laughs> like I try to buy the coolest wood that I can find. I, I, and I don't worry about the cost of the wood. I, I don't. Like that cost is absorbed into the cost of my guitars. You, you right. know I mean, if someone says, I want this crazy master grade quilted maple 
that there's only one of, yeah, okay, let me see if I can find a piece. If I can find a piece, that'll be on your guitar. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I, I loved the uh, the color burst one that, that you did for, what was it, last year, the year before? Oh, uh, for the, the build year off. before. Yeah, yeah. Where, I, where I cut up the flame maple and, and made it look like, like my vision with that was, like most people, and I got a lot of flack for that, uh, a lot of people were like, why are you cutting up that, that beautiful flame maple top? Because mm -hmm. getting a beautiful piece of maple like that is kind of rare. Because I thought it would look really, really cool once I put color on it and did yeah. a cool burst to it. And it turned out great. It, uh, it, I, I, it was every, that's my personal guitar. That's the oh, one that, I, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, I don't think I could ever get rid of that one. Because it was right. like this crazy vision that I had. And I'm like, let me see if I can uh, make this become a reality right now i had no idea that it like you must have done like seven or eight uh stain jobs on that thing like yeah doing doing the color burst kind of going in and then buffing it down and then yeah doing it again because like, like all those you came back like, with another one i was like he's doing it again like again again <laughs> well yeah like most people like i think that's why that video got so much traction on youtube is because you keep saying ah oh, it's perfect right and then i mean i ah. Sanding it back again. I think I can make it a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it was like, I'm sure people were like, no, 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 stop. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. And I did it again. <laughs> did you do one too many? No, no, yeah. it got to exactly. What was funny with that guitar is my, my vision was I just wanted it to be yellow. I, yeah. I just wanted it to be like a yellow. But for whatever reason, it wasn't giving me the depth that I wanted it to give me. And... And when you add in like those darker colors, like, man, the depth just goes nuts on those flame and quilted tops. Right. And once I put that little bit of dark color around the edge, I'm like, oh, this is it. Now, now it's, now <laughs> it's, it's a there. dark, it's a dark guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it turned out, it turned out incredible. It was, yeah. it was beautiful. It's fun. I love doing that. I don't do that nearly as much anymore. I've been doing a lot, a lot of like natural wood type tops and yeah. where I'm like, I can't believe i can't dare put color on this right now because it looks so good natural like i guess i'm going back to my woodworking roots where it's like well, i don't want to wait i just built this hall tree for you you want me to paint it <laughs> yeah. I, I made it out of walnut for crying out loud <laughs> you want it to be painted white <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah what our guy <laughs> our uh when when my wife and i built uh, our last house um well i didn't build it we had it built, but we went and picked out the cabinets and we're like, Oh, I think we're going to go dark cabinets. Cause that was the thing. And then we were in the house for like maybe two years. And then she was like, I think I want white cabinets. I was like, Oh no, we just paid all this money for this, you know, dark wood cabinets. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we want to paint it white. Yep. No, but... I get it. We're, we're actually going through that in our house right now where the, the cabinets are nice. Yeah. But... Man, if they were just whiter, I mean, they could right. be so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was trying to tell her, I was like, once we, once they're painted, we, we're, we're not going back. I mean, we're not in that house anymore, so it didn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah. But <laughs> so That's when funny, we moved to it? this house, it, when she said she wanted the the cabinets painted, we got them painted before we moved in. I was like, I'm not even going to mess with this argument. That's sm <laughs> so smart to get that done before you yeah. even get it. It's so smart. Oh. She won. She won, and she was right. It looks. It looks great. <laughs> It looked like crap before. It was, it, the house was built in 94. Uh, and so it had that like oak cabinets. Yep. You know, like the it, oak. Builder's was, like, grade aged. oak. Yeah. Yep. 
It was aged, you know, 30 years aged and not like a good bourbon or anything. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, 30 year aged cabinets do not compare to a nice 30 year bourbon or malt scotch, if you right. will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your most, what's the most fun part of the build for you? Most fun part? Wow. Uh, I think it's once I, start to get finish on the different things that I've, I've worked so hard to, to get to that point where I'm mm. saying like, please don't let there be any more scratches. Right. It's normally when I do a, I do a, a grain fill with a total boat epoxy, mm -hmm. uh, not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're very good people. They're very good yeah. to me. Uh, so when I do a, a, a green fill, like I just use their high performance resin. And I, I do that to, I try not to get rid of all of the, so walnut, maple, there's very little grain lines in, in those woods. Yeah. Uh, mahogany, there's a ton and, and it fills up some of those spots uh, so that the, the cavities, you know, the lines aren't as deep. So it takes this and turns it into this. There's, uh, it's no longer a mountain, it's a hill. Right. Uh, I don't like to fill it up glass smooth because I want it to look and feel like wood, if yeah. that makes sense. Uh, but when I put that first coat on and it seals all the grain and the color just evolves of the natural wood, that's my favorite part. Like, that's yeah. it. And then it happens again because I normally take that and sand it back to like, I don't know, 7,000. Oh, and then wow. I put on an oil finish and it just pops again and now it has a bunch of depth because of the oil so yeah once i i think the oil part's probably the the coolest but that first time you get something you know saturated on there yeah right and, and daily like i think i do it practically daily on on instagram where i'll just take denatured alcohol and wipe off the top or something just to see the green pop and i love doing it like i do i literally i think yep there's a spray bottle of denatured <laughs> alcohol right yeah. next to me because I do it so often that right. I want to see, like, I want to see what the grain's doing, but I also want to see, like, all right, how many little scratches do I have in here? What's this going to look like? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. You you take an inspection light and and look at all I, your stuff. I have uh, the surf prep two foot inspection light yep. right on my bench, and I'm sitting at my bench that I spent spent probably ninety eight percent of my time working right. here. If I'm not doing this, I got to cut something quick on the bandsaw or on the table saw. But this is where I spend all my time. So, yeah, the, the inspection light is right on the other side of my computer, which is pretty funny. If I turned it on right now, which I think I unplugged the plug in the computer, uh, it would be very good natural lighting for this oh, yeah. situation. <laughs> Those things are super bright. and People don't realize how much they miss when they're when they're sanding oh, down stuff. Like you, you, you look at it, and you're like, oh, this looks great. You turn on it, especially like you're like, nope, there goes another four hours of my life. I'm like, yeah, I gotta, really got to get after it. <laughs> that's that's it, man. Like, and it, it, it does help me now to have that for all the different steps, you know, because I do it like any woodworker. Like I started, you know, 80, 100, 120, 150. I go all the way through all the grits and yeah. every like now I don't have to go back. Right. Like, I don't have to redo things now because I can inspect it every step of the way. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely saved me 
a lot of time. Maybe more efficient. I'll say it that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, nothing's more frustrating than getting getting it to like uh, 400 or 600, and you're like, oh, there's pigtails in this thing? So yeah. now you got to go back to 150 or whatever and start and all over. And not just like a significant <laughs> amount of pigtails. And yeah. You're like, Wait, how did I miss that for so long? <laughs> Do you ever think back to your like first few guitars and like, and think, gosh, I wish I would have made, made this different. Yes. I I have my first guitar sitting right over there. And, uh, I actually, I put that on Instagram at one point where I pulled it out one day and I'm like, oh man, this thing. Yeah. I, I asked the, the people, I'm like, should I redo this thing? Should I redo this the way that I would want to see it done today? And Mm. Everyone, I think it was probably ninety ten. Like, no, you got to leave your first one alone. You can't. Yeah. You can't do that to your first one. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I guess I got to leave it. Or you could do a redo, like uh, remake like, it. In, yeah, like inspired by, and then hang them next to each other to to like gauge how far you've come to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. And it even weighs a it, it weighs a ton. Like now, I'm so concerned with with weight and, and, and balance and all of these crazy things that I didn't care about then. I'm like, I just want to make a cool guitar. Yeah. And, and now it's like, man, I picked that thing up. I'm like, this thing is so heavy. If I Why wasn't my sitting, neck hurt, <laughs> if I wasn't sitting down right now, I wouldn't play this thing. Yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I sometimes think about some of the, my first built-ins. In fact, I, I went back to give an estimate for uh, some previous, my very first built-in, I went back to give an estimate for something. And I looked at my built-in and I just, I couldn't look at it because it was so bad. And they loved it. They loved it. Like they're like, everybody talks about this thing. And like, I can, just with my naked eye, I could see the imperfections in the paint. Yep. Because I painted it by myself. I had a Harbor Freight sprayer, you know, $20 Harbor Freight sprayer that I sprayed it with. Yeah. I was spraying it like at midnight. So, I mean, it was just, it was awful. Deadlines, baby. Deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid deadlines. And that was probably, that was probably like the, the kids were asleep. The, the, no one was bothering you. You had yep. the, the, you were trying to get away from the day job. So you're out there doing, yeah, yep. I get it. <laughs> well, and I had to install it like before Christmas. So it was like Christmas Eve. I was installing this thing because they were having a party. And oh. so I was like, please tell your guests. Don't touch it. It's wet. <laughs> Don't put anything on it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start decorating it just yet. Right. Yeah. Well, I felt <laughs> felt awful, but deadlines, like you said. That's great. So um, I sent out a little thing. I asked some questions, you know, before you uh, come on the podcast. One of the things that you mentioned was uh, getting 10,000 hours and, and chasing that perfection. Ah. Can, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Have, have you ever heard that theory of the 10,000 yeah. hours? Yeah, yeah, but maybe yeah, for the listeners, so, just to kind of like, how how does that affect you you and what you do on a day to day basis? Yeah, so it, it's funny. Like I even like had to to look it up like, and had to do the the math in my head. Like like what does it take? And 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 so Malcolm Gladwell, the author who who wrote this book Outliers, right? And he referenced this ten thousand hours, you know, the seeking perfection thing. Uh, 10,000 hours equates to doing something six hours a day, every day for five years. Mm-hmm. 
four or yeah. five years, you can get to your 10,000 hours. And I was like, man, all right. So I know I probably spent that. Now, right. to, to be fair, like, y yes, I do this a, a lot, but I, part of me not working anymore, I take my kids to school every day. I drive them to school every day. I pick them up when their day's over. Uh, and just like you, I sneak out to the shop when everyone's in bed and dinner's done. Because I, yeah. I genuinely, when I, I stopped working, I was like, all right, I just want to be a husband and a father. Like, that's that's my job. You know what I right. mean? <laughs> and yeah. if... I'm not able to be a husband and a father. That's when I'm doing this guitar building stuff. Uh, but what's funny is it's like a lot of us, a lot of us makers are, are hobbyists. Like a lot of us aren't as lucky as me to be able to do this as much as I can. And if you're just spending, and I, I, I used to do this, like if you're just spending 30 minutes a day, it would take you 60 years <laughs> to, to get to your... 10, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I mean, if you keep plugging, you're going to get there. But yeah. but really what it was was and and what the research talked about is is that it it's not just that practice and doing these tasks over and over and over again to to reach this element of perfection or what you think perfection is. It's there has to also be for the the people that truly end up on top some underlying talent somewhere <laughs> right yeah you, you, like it's not just i can't go out and spend all the time that i spend building guitars trying to learn how to ice skate and become an nhl player mm -hmm. that's not going to happen <laughs> right <laughs> there there has to be some element of of a little bit of skill or artistry or whatever it is that you're doing I don't, I, i'm not going to be a neurosurgeon either i don't think you know any of us could do that right but what's cool is is that i i, I realize is having this luxury that i have now i'm not saying i'm a perfectionist and i'm not saying i hit my ten thousand hours but man, it's pretty cool when you're able to spend that much time just doing this one thing. Yeah. That you you start to, I don't know, is validation the, the, the right word? Like, I think you, so. You, you, like when other people start recognizing that, wow, this person's doing cool stuff, that maybe right. there's some of the validation there. But I'm, I'm more confident in my skill, my ability. I think that goes with the 10,000 hours too. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the examples that Malcolm Gladwell used in the book is, you know, people talk about the Beatles and how like they think that they were just a, an immediate success when in reality they spent their 10,000 hours working in bars and before they got here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they they did all their time. They they were they did their search for perfection before we even knew who the hell they were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm the Beatles, but I'm trying to, to get to that point. I'm trying to get my 10,000 hours as opposed to just being a hobbyist any longer. I guess that's really what it is. Cause hobbyists, it's, it's awesome. Like I still think like a lot of the stuff that I do, I feel like a hobbyist, like, and, and, I guess that I'll, I'll use this as an example also. I don't even know if if you could really say that I've got my 10,000 hours because 
some of the research and that stuff actually talks about it's 10,000 hours doing one task. Right. 10,000 hours sanding, 10,000 hours cutting something. Yeah. 10,000 hours putting frets. Like I'm nowhere near that, that, that level of comfortability and, and all those things. Just saying if the task is, and you can't say this building a guitar, I feel pretty good. Right. If you named every one of the individual things, I'm like, man, I gotta, I, I still feel like I could get a, a lot more done. I, I feel like I could get better at every one of those little steps. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I don't know. I, I just think that there's something. When, when I when I said like that search for like literally that's my quest, and I think there's something to be said for anyone that's doing this stuff. That if you if you are a hobbyist and you are making cutting boards and, and you're making the, these things that, that you make, like, man, the, the more you're going to do it. Right. Like you just mentioned the guitars, putting your first one next to the, to the one that I could build right now. Mm-hmm. Immediately. I, I'm going to see those imperfections like you saw in your built-in because right. you're that much closer to the, to the 10,000 hours. There's just something really cool about it. Yeah. I don't know. Of of even having the humility to say I'm nowhere there yet. But right. man, it's cool that I can only focus on this. I'm sure Matt, I, I bet you right now if I said money's not an issue, you can do what you do in this shop every day from now on, you'd say, Okay. Right. Am, am I am I right? Yeah, well, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yep. So there was a guy it when I was growing up. Uh, from my old church, his name was uh, Brian Dietz, and uh, I think he's since passed. But he played with a band, Dick Dale and the Deltones, way way back, old beach like Beach yeah. Boys kind of thing. Dick Dale reversed the strings on his guitars. They they were yes. they were on the, the guitar the opposite way that they should. Yes, be. so yeah. he was he was the bass guitarist for that band. Wow, and uh, he worked at Fender, and uh, so the guitars would come down the line, and he was the guy that got to test every guitar before it went on out to the neck, you know, to the customer essentially. Yeah. So he got 10,000 hours like overnight. It feels like, you know, just like doing that one thing, but you're doing every task. So yeah, Yeah. of course your, your growth is going to take a lot longer than somebody who's sitting there putting frets in, in a factory. Yeah. They could do that in their sleep. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Even to was, this day, it's pretty funny. A, a guy locally that that worked at a couple different uh, guitar manufacturers here locally in Chicago, I found. I mean, he is a true luthier. He he has his ten thousand hours. Mm-hmm. Every guitar that I finish, I give to him and I pay him to do what that guy did. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Because I want to. I want to say, okay, I'm pretty confident. I think I nailed it, and. Right. He, I basically pay him to cut me apart, which is great. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Like, I love having that. Everybody that needs that. Checks and control. balances, man. And of someone that has that skill and ability, it, it, every time, like I see the phone ring, if he has one of my guitars, I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God <laughs> well, especially for you, like if you had to redo a, a, a fret was in a wrong position or something, your, the necks are built into the, to the body. So. How yep. would you, how would you solve that problem? I, 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 I'd probably have to pull the fretboard off. Mm. 
and, and, Damn. and while it's on the guitar. It, oh right. yeah, no, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be easy, not at yeah. all. <laughs> Thank God he hasn't said that. Now you did you I got to knock on something. Yeah, you better knock on something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've got a good process on how you do that. I mean, you you have I've I've seen you you draw out your schematics and stuff like that. So, I'm I'm sure the precision is like bar none. Yeah, well, it kind of I think that like I said earlier, no like, pun that's intended. Kinda, that's that's what <laughs> that's what kind of got me into this is yeah. that it, it's got to be right. It's yeah. got to it's like even like one of the things I was doing today. This is really funny. So I was putting a neck into a guitar and I had the bridge that I was going to use on this particular guitar. And it's different than the other two guitars that I'm working on. I'm like, okay, based on where the neck is and, and the 3.4 degree angle on the neck, <laughs> if I lay a, a, a straight edge, a, a precision ground straight edge across these frets, it should be 10.7 millimeters off of off of the body at 636.56 millimeters Dang. Uh, from the nut. I'm yeah. Like, I, like I'm measuring these things out saying, okay, I need to take a hair off the bottom of this neck before I put it in there, before I glue it, before I put the top on to know that this bridge is going to, it's, it's like chess. It's like, you need to know all the other moves that right. are going to have to happen before things can go together. Yeah. So not yeah. like Ikea furniture where they say, you know, uh, install this piece. And so you install <laughs> that piece and then it says, but first <laughs> put, put C yeah. next to D yeah, <laughs> and attach them. But first <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's more like attach ZZ to, you know, <laughs> QX. But, but it's gotta be standing up at this angle yeah, and, and you need to have three arms. So good luck. Yeah, I, I read an IKEA manual like like uh, some people drive. You know, they got to turn the map upside down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see like, okay, well they drew the illustration at this particular angle, so let me hold, let me move the furniture in that particular angle. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. So, so you're building your social media uh, yeah. stuff. Is that a is that a huge focus of the business, or is it just a side benefit for you? Uh. Well, it's funny, like I didn't I didn't think it was gonna do anything. Like when I first started doing it, like I didn't think that it was gonna do anything and I didn't know that it could do anything for me. Mm. Which is I guess weird. Uh how interesting is this? My dog right now is has opened the, the door to the house and is now trying to open the, the door to the garage <laughs> to come out here to visit me. So this should be good. Right. Uh so it wasn't the the primary focus. I'll, I'll throw a however in there. Uh, I as I was talking about those guitar bodies, one of the the guitar bodies that I did, I, I did for a person on on YouTube. He he reviews guitars. He he sometimes makes guitars. They, they call them parts casters, like where he'll gather all the stuff and, and mm. put one together. Uh, I reached out to him, and this was a guy that's got you know eight hundred thousand followers. Or I'm like, this guy's going to ignore me. Uh, You're right. completely. And I said, Hey, I'd, I'd like to build you a, build you a guitar body. Uh, and that was the last time that I only built a guitar body, which is kind of interesting. Uh, because after he posted that video of that guitar that he was putting together, 
I haven't had to worry about getting rid of guitars from that day moving forward, which is really funny. Like one video that he did got enough people out there because I'm not, I'm not trying to sell a hundred guitars. I'm trying to sell, you know, five to 10 a year. That's it. (laughs) Uh, He, he was able to keep me busy from the moment that video came out, which is really, really weird and, and funny. And I, I won't mention the name because uh, I recently built a guitar for him and surprised him with it as a as a thank you mm. for basically starting my business. But after that, I'm like, wow, this social media crap is pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I yep. didn't realize that it could be it, because I, I wasn't on these things. Like, I, I was... I was on Instagram to like follow people that built cool stuff, but I wasn't really thinking like, wow, I can make this work for me. Uh, But yeah, once, I mean, I just, I've always followed the same process when it came to social media. Like I do my YouTube videos because every year I I get in this thing called the great guitar build off. It's from a company and, and called crimson guitars in, in England and I've made a lot of cool friends that are fellow builders like me over the years through this. And I participated in it every year since they've done it. I think the first year they did it, it was during the, uh, what the heck is it called? Uh, the, the COVID stuff when the pandemic mm. hit. Meeting these people through this great guitar build off, like I found like a really cool community, right? So, uh, and to be part of that, you had to do YouTube videos of your build in your building mm. process, which at the time I, I was like, wait, what? Like yeah. you, you, you <laughs> want me to, to film this. So what at that time, what was that? 2020, I think I go to my, what was it 2019? I'm not even sure. Yeah. I 2020. To, yeah. I think I go to my, my son, uh, my oldest son who is you know living on YouTube, like most of our children. And I said, Hey, what do I got to do? do to do a YouTube video. Uh-huh. I, I didn't, I was clueless. Yeah. And he goes, well, you're going to need to get this camera. It's a perfect vlogger camera. It's this, that. I don't even know what the brand is. I'm like, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll go get one of those, those cameras. Uh, and yeah, you're going to have to edit the video. You're going to have to do this. And I said, bud, do you know how to do it? No, I don't. So I had to teach myself how to edit videos. I had to, I learned from, I even think like my first few videos, like I used like an app that would compress your stuff and just spit out something. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. Cause I was just saying <laughs> like, what's the, the easiest way that I started following the, the Jimmy DeResta model where I just filmed everything and just did it at 400% speed. Right. And, and put music behind it or, or had shop sounds. I'm like, Oh, this will be cool. Works for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And and that's evolved over the years where I got more comfortable with either editing or filming and, and that kind of stuff. But honestly, that's always like second to me, like second nature to, to filming it. Even what I post on Instagram, which started blowing up as I was doing what I do every day. If I'm doing right. something, I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I've got those cheapo, you know, uh, articulating arms. I drilled holes in my bench that I can just stick the arm in there yeah. and I can click my phone to it and I just film what I'm doing. And it takes me like people often will say, Oh, do you spend a lot of time editing or no, 
I film like two or three steps of what I'm doing in a process. Yeah. And I just put them together and add music that I like. And that's it. Like I don't, I I don't do anything fancy with that stuff. And people like checking it out, I guess. Who knows? Well, I think the thing that you do with it is you bring, this is what I tell people. and, And I got this information from Joseph, from Joe Jack's, uh, but basically, you bring the camera to the interesting part. You you bring the camera down to like what your eye sees, and ah. I think that's what people probably enjoy about your content is that you're not just showing a wide shot of you, you know, just doing one little thing. You're you're bringing the camera, you're bringing the view down, and and we feel like we are because your channel is primarily your hands, like we we talked about early on. Yeah, it's primarily your hands, and so people kind of feel like, "Hey, uh, I'm getting his first person view of what you're making." Yeah, which is cool. And, and I think what else is kind of, I mean, maybe it's interesting or different. Uh, when I started doing that, you know, in the guitar building world, for whatever reason, guitar builders don't share the how. Right. They, they they don't share their process. It's like these are Magicians. secrets. These are these <laughs> secrets that you can only you know, like they're like the first rule of Fight Club kind of thing. Yeah. It, like, and I didn't I didn't understand that because I taught myself how to do these things. I, yeah. I didn't take class. I I sure just like anybody doing something. It's it's just like if. If something happened to my car, I'd go to YouTube and try to say, like, all right, let me try to troubleshoot this and put in some key words here and see if there's any video on, on this stupid thing that I got to fix. Right. That's what I did with building guitars in the beginning. It's like, yep. let me just try to figure it out. And if there is one, I'm going to find it. And what I realized is most of the stuff that you do, there were there wasn't anything. Yeah. <laughs> there, there wasn't a lot of process. But once that great guitar build-off thing came off, but you can, there's tons and tons of guitar building videos now, which is really, really cool. I'm glad that people are sharing that. But even the Instagram stuff, people weren't really, people were showing a picture of a finished guitar. I'm like, I think yeah. this is cool to to see like the crazy cool woods that I use to build these things, you right. know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, like that's, that. Like I, I'm like any of us, like that's what I dig the most, I think is like, Finding like these pieces of wood that, wow! If I had that in my shop, I can't imagine what I would do. Like, <laughs> like that's, I've got a whole rack full of this stuff over there. Yeah, like, th- this is kind of a, a a cool story. At least I think it is. Uh, me and the family, we our our vacation last year, uh, we went to Morocco. So whenever we go somewhere, I'm typically that guy that. All right, and behind the scenes is we're doing these things. I'm looking up uh, rarest wood in insert country name or city name or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're in Morocco. I'm like, all right, rare, cool wood in Morocco. And this thing comes up called Toya, spelled T-H-U-Y-A. And I'm like, huh, let me read about this Toya. Why is it so cool? And I guess you know, kings of the past would use it for its smell or its incredibly cool figure and all these things. Hmm. It was saved for only the Royal family. And 
Like, all right, let me understand like where the the best part of this really Toya is. It's probably like those stupid trees that the deer eat in your backyard. Uh, <laughs> it, it's like a like a crappy cedar. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. It's it's not that cool of a tree. But what's interesting about it because it's so highly coveted, you're not allowed to cut these things down. Mm. You have to you have to wait until they die. And and the coolest part of Toya wood is the burls like most trees, right? The burl's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But the burls are buried underground. So you have to wait for the tree to die. And then you got to, they don't have this heavy machinery in the Atlas Mountains. Right. You got to hand dig up these big burls, hoping that there's a cool burl in there. You might not even get anything cool out of it, <laughs> yeah. right? So these guys are working like, so I'm like, I got to find this Toya wood. So we're in this town in, in Morocco, right on the ocean. And if I can remember the name of it, I'm sure my kids would know right away. Uh, we're in this town and I'm like, oh, there's a, there's a store selling all these little trinkets and stuff made out of this really cool wood. I go in, I'm, the whole thing was full of this mm. Toya Burl stuff, little trinkets and whatnot, little gift boxes or assorted things, candlesticks, holders. And so I started talking to the guy. And I said, I'm a guitar builder and, and I'm looking for a piece that I could actually make, like, like put on the top of a guitar, something. He goes, oh, I have this piece. And he pulls out this piece. It's like this big. And mm. it's a little more than a quarter of an inch thick. I'm like, yeah, but I need one that's like this big. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, he goes, I don't have any of the wood. He goes, but I have this, this serving tray. Okay, hmm. let me see this serving tray. <laughs> yeah. So so he pulls out this serving tray, a bunch of other trinkets and stuff are on top of it. And I'm like, "Oh my god, this thing's ridiculous." And and uh how much? And I think, you know, when everything was it might have been like 40 bucks or oh, whatever. Yeah. But like you you can't I've never like I looked it up right away. I'm like, "Toya Burl guitar." There isn't one. Oh wow! <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, I couldn't find one. I've seen people use them in knife scales and stuff like mm. that because normally you get like little pieces enough to make a trinket out of. Yeah. So I'm literally making a guitar right now, and I posted something on it today, and I was like, "Man, this has got to blow up. No one's ever seen this before." Yeah. No one cared. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> broke my heart. <laughs> Well, I should say like like six thousand people cared, right. but I was expecting at least this is going to blow up today. Nothing. But see, on, on Instagram, it's different because people aren't necessarily searching for that type of thing. Yeah, but but on YouTube, if you if you captioned it like rare wood, you know something or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it would get tons of traction because people love that. Like people are 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 looking for interesting things, like like you, yeah. You know, when you go to YouTube, you're searching for something specific, and so if somebody's like looked up rare guitar, rare wood on guitar, then boom, you're yeah. hit number one. You know, yeah. It's it's funny. Like I don't ever. I, I thought about that at at one point. I'm like, all right, if I wanted to make a crazy cool video. Uh, that could get the most traction possible. I started saying like, all right, let me just start looking at some of these international 
things, right? So if it mm. goes international, then the numbers go through the roof. Right. I started realizing how many, <laughs> how many views, uh, this is going to make you laugh, uh, people that were making cricket bats. It, videos of people making cricket bats. Really? Millions and millions and millions of views. I don't care which one you click on. Right. They've all got crazy numbers of views. I'm like, you know what I should do is I should do like a, a video. I made a cricket bat and then I made it into a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to really like. Here's play this perfect with the... cricket bat. Perfectly polished, ready to go. Yeah. And then. Cur nope. <laughs> here, here's a flame maple illegal cricket bat like if you put in the word illegal cricket bat there's even millions more views <laughs> which is which is funny because yeah. i guess cheating at cricket bat making is kind of a big deal wow uh, but i was like man this could really blow but i'm like do i really want to build a stinking cricket bat <laughs> just to get a bunch of views i don't know it'd be cool but i don't want to <laughs> right yeah that's too uh, funny that's great <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you should do it, but you know, I probably, I'm not, I probably, I probably should. Cause I'm not the one putting hours look, in. <laughs> they look cool. Like they're, I look at the shape. It's the perfect shape to turn into a guitar. It really right. is. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a I'm, nice little slim guitar, but it'd be cool nonetheless. Right. <laughs> a ukulele. Yeah. yeah. Why not? A cr cricket ukulele. Longest neck ever. <laughs> oh, so funny. Holy cow. So yeah. how do you, so you, you mentioned that you, you can, I think we did this in the pre-show kind of thing, but you, you talked to some other woodworkers and, and people in your area, just general woodworkers. Um, but is there like this whole niche of a niche kind of group that you're part of that you talk to yeah. other guitar yeah. builders? What's, what's funny is, is, uh, we started this thing that like from that first great guitar build off, there was this, I often refer to them as the, this group of knuckleheads uh, that were from all over the world. Like there's a handful of folks in, in Europe. There's a handful of folks in Australia. There's a handful of folks in the U S one just moved to, to Sweden for crying out loud. Like they're mm. all over the world. And we started our own Instagram page or the, one of the guys in Australia has an Instagram page dedicated to it. Uh, another one of the guys, uh, started a, like a website where like, it's like a discord where you can start conversations or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And it's grown into something kind of cool. Whereas like a lot of people can go there and ask questions about, you know, like I'm having a trouble with this or having issues with this. What do you think about this? But really it's this, this group, it's called the guitar builders collective hmm. and they, it's just people trying to help each other out because as I said earlier, like there was this, this secret sauce that no one was sharing, but this group of knuckleheads will share everything <laughs> and it, it's great. It, it's great to know that those people are out there when you're running into these things. Right. I've got this, I've got that. I got this crazy problem. Anyone know what to do in this situation? And it, it's, it's really, really cool to have that support there, that anchor, if you will. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, it's always nice to have, like when you're working on, uh, you got a challenge that you're trying to overcome. Yeah. That, you can't find 
on YouTube. Like it's hard to have the, the, you can't have a dialogue with somebody on YouTube. Yeah. Like you can leave a comment. Typically people who have a lot of views or whatever, they'll respond within the first 48 hours after that, your comment goes into the abyss. You never get responded to, um, Instagram, you can have a little bit more conversation with people. Yeah. But it's hard to, it's hard to like carry on a full conversation, especially like even in an Instagram chat, if you've got a bunch of people, the question you've asked a question of, uh, you know, two days ago, it's now dead. It's, it's gone into the abyss. Especially when, you know, like I I always laugh, like I, I, the first thing I did when we had that Instagram chat going is I turned off notifications because (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I mean, I mean, these knuckleheads are are up all, I mean, they're all over the world. So you can miss out on, a lot of conversation, but I will say this, it is kind of fun in the morning to, to go through and try to quickly, all right, what the hell did I miss? Yeah. Yeah. You, you need like a, 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 somebody who can document, okay, this is what happened in the last 24 hours. We need, we need a stenographer to, to, stenographer, to br- yeah. bring someone up to speed real quick. If they, if they decide to go to sleep at night. Yeah. Uh, can I get the it, cliff notes version of the last 24 hours, please? And, and what's, pretty funny is like you mentioned that like replying i will say this like i because i think back to when i first reached out to some of these other you know people on instagram when i was giving away these guitar bodies that had like a i don't know a presence you know they had Mm -hmm. a following they people knew who the heck they were right uh i remembered what it was like for me to even have the courage to to type out a question Mm. And I never have forgotten those feelings. And I swear to you, there has never been a comment in Instagram that I haven't responded to. Yeah. I've responded to every single one. And I get a lot of messages throughout the day. I do it twice a day. I'll check them in the morning when I'm sitting here drinking coffee. I'll check it at night when I'm getting ready to go to bed. Or if I'm routinely on it at some weird point, I'll respond. But I... I even go into like the notifications thing. It, I don't. I don't have notifications on, as I said. But mm-hmm. I'll go into where you can sort comments, and I'll make sure that I at least gave this to to whoever it was that, right. that made a comment. Typically, it's thanks, thank you, whatever the case may be. But even if people like the DMs I get, I get a lot of DMs, and mm. I respond like a thoughtful response, not just "Hey, look it up." Like this is what I would, this is what I would do it. This is what I would do in that situation, or this is how I do it. Not saying it's the right way. I've never stopped doing that. And I would really have a hard time stopping because I think back to how weird it felt sending that message, (laughs) you know, the first time when I had to do it. Yeah. So no, that's, that's, that's so good. It's uh, important to keep that focus. Well, I, I grew up with hay in my hair for crying out loud. So I try not to, <laughs> to forget that I grew up with hay in my hair and people yeah. have questions. <laughs> yeah. Also the sales guy in you always yeah. be closing. Always. <laughs> that that always. could be a potential, you know, shout out at some point. Could, could be a buyer somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, Hey, look, I want to, I want to hear more about uh, the name shock the Fox. So what do you say we head over to the after show? Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome. I'm going to put all of your uh, contact information in the show notes. So uh, make sure that you follow Ty and and what he's doing uh, on Instagram, YouTube, and uh, I'll leave your website there as well. 
Thank you. Uh, get on his books for 2029. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, thanks to Surf Prep. Uh, Ty's a big uh, fan of Surf Prep, just like I am. So thank you to Surf Prep for sponsoring this episode and in all of the episodes. Thank uh, you. Head Surf over Prep. to surfprepsanding.com. Use code MakerLounge, all one word, for 10% off. And uh, also thank you to our patrons. We've got a number of top tier patrons that I like to shout out at the end of the episode. So thanks to Jimmy McAnally, Wim Design, Calvary Customs LLC, Clean Cut Woodworking, Bailey Thompson, Dave Garcia, Broken Lead Woodwork, Starks Lagoon, Sawyer Design, Kadama Design, Dylan Furniture, Mr. Shock the Fox, and Don Ooh. Patterson. And thank you to all of the, the groupie and season ticket holder uh patrons as well head over to patreon.com slash make a lounge podcast to sign up as little as three bones a month can't ask for more than that no, <laughs> no. all right let's do that after show yeah let's uh, i can let my hair down now right 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 <laughs> <laughs> Th- thanks for being on really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to to hearing more yeah no i i man i could it's cool to just have these conversations, man. And, and Absolutely. You, you do a great job with it. So make sure you keep that in the after show. You you do an amazing job with this, man. And, and Thanks, thank dude. you. Appreciate it. <laughs>